Welcome to the Psychology of Success. I'm Caden Terry, and each week I help young hustlers actualize their infinite potential by featuring interviews with world-class leaders in business, sports, and health. Now let's get into the psychology of success. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have my good friend Ty Jordan on, and a little bit of background on Ty. He is the definition of a young hustler. So how old are you, man? 24? 23. <laughs> 23. Yeah. He's the owner of Unbounded Marketing and Media. So he owns an agency where he creates videos and all this this amazing content on social media. Uh, he actually runs, or his clients are a lot of the people that I've interviewed, right? Mitch yeah. Matthews, Brody Fawcett, yeah. Justin Prince will be on yeah. soon. All these big-time business people he works with. So, dude, I'm stoked. He's young, 23 years old, and just crushing it already. So I'm excited to dive into your story, bro. Heck yeah, dude. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Let's do it, man. Fun. So let, let, let's dive right into it. I wanna, so I think a lot of the listeners would be curious, like, how did you get into business in the first place? Where did it all that start? Dude, so it's crazy. Um, dude, growing up as a little kid, like, I didn't, I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I played baseball, and so, like, you grow up and you're like, I'm going to be a pro baseball player. What position? I was a pitcher. Uh, me too, uh, in PO. college, I was a pitcher. <laughs> and then I played I played outfield in high school and stuff. But all growing up, you're like, I'm going to be a pro athlete. And then you go to college and you you still have that kind of mindset. Um, in my head as a little kid, I was like, I'm going to do something. Like, I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah. there, was, there was always like that, I guess, desire in me. And... Uh, I finished up with baseball and I was going to school and I was studying business, but I mean, the business degree is like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I learned that much from getting my business degree. What but, college? Uh, so I went to a junior college for two years and then I transferred to a four year, uh, in Omaha, Nebraska called Bellevue university. And then COVID hit. And so I came my last year, uh, to Dixie and I actually have like three three classes left till I get my degree, but I was just like, screw it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> let's go. Let's so like, go. I didn't even get a degree, but I mean, I've I, I've studied, you know, I have all the credit hours and stuff, but transferring and whatnot screwed it up. So there's like three classes left, but I was just like, yeah, don't don't need the business <laughs> degree. Like, and so how I got into business is I was like sitting in class and I was just like not enjoying it, and I didn't play baseball at Dixie, so like that last year that I was in school, like there wasn't baseball there, which was like my main driver. And so like school was just brutal. I was just like, I am not loving this, this sucks. Like, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, I like, I started thinking about it. I was like, I don't wanna have to like work for someone. I don't wanna have to like wake up at eight and go to a job and you know, get home at five every night and like follow this cycle. And so I just like started like trying to think of ways that I can make money and like get a business going and at the time I was making fishing videos, uh, like I literally built my following on Instagram to like 13,000 followers from just fishing content. I bet you probably didn't know that, but <laughs> I did not, bro. Yeah. What the heck? Like are yeah. you fishing? Yeah, dude, just me fishing. I was making a bunch of fishing content and that's kind of how I got like introduced into like content creation. I bought a camera and stuff. And then like I had this moment where I was like, wait, if I could do this, like with fishing videos, I could probably go do this for businesses and other people in the area. And so I literally, <laughs> I kind of went with like the fake it till you make it thing. Like I knew a <laughs> couple, do, I knew a couple people and I was like, Hey, I've got this media agency. Like I'd love to do some free work for you. And like, you know, kind of try to build up my portfolio. And so I started with uh, a real, real estate agent here in town 
just doing free work. And then one thing led to another and I kind of got integrated in with some of these higher level people. And that's how I got into business, I guess. Long story short. Dude, no way. So I had no idea you started with fishing videos. Yeah. I, I love that because you had the confidence to just put content out. It didn't matter what it was, but yet you were still specific. You had a niche. You, you were passionate. It sounds like about fishing. You created videos. What were the videos about? Just like how to's or different hacks. Dude, it was literally just like, so the fishing world is interesting. Like you can just like post pictures of the fish you catch or like the lures you're using or the reels <laughs> you're using. Like, it's like a super, like, like when you get into the fishing world, it's like, it's kind of like a, it's a gear, like it's like a gear hobby, I guess. Like a lot of people will like, just like admire the gear and like <laughs> over the fishing, like, and so you post like pictures of your cool reels and rods and stuff and that stuff like somehow gets got got at the time got likes and stuff. So, so, and you got, you said 13,000 followers doing that. Yeah. So I did 13,000 followers in a year of just consistent posting. I post, so I, there was a time where I grinded, I was posting six times a day on Instagram and my posts were doing really well, but I was just freaking cranking out fishing content, dude. Like, like no other, like a madman, bro. What, what kept you going though? Was, were you, was it monetized or? Um, so I did get sponsored by like a pretty big company that was in the like fishing space. Um, and so there was a time where, you know, I was like, okay, like I could, I could make YouTube videos and like, and I still think I could, um, and I could probably go back and break into that space again. Um, but I was, I was getting a ton of free gear. Um, I never like made money on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, once I realized that I could make money running other people's social media accounts, I was like, I'll put mine on the back burner. Like we're not doing this anymore. Like, let's go, let's go make some dough. Yes, exactly. Okay. Dude, I love hearing that story. So for all the young listeners, there's a huge lesson in that, right? So he, um, started just posting content six times a day. He, he was putting in the work, but yeah, it was specific to a specific audience. So I do the same thing with my social media mind centered more around young hustlers and helping them learn more about business. Um, so I'll post random different tricks like cars, for example, I'll post different cars and I'm buying and selling or with garbage can cleaning or real estate, whatever it is. And I'm just trying to give that value. And I've seen the same thing dude. like, just people love it. Yeah, dude. And I just want to say, I really admire you for all the hard work you put in, dude. Like you're one of the, like, the coolest dudes in St. George that I've met, like I love everything about you, bro. But the fact that you just want to add value to younger people and entrepreneurs out there is really cool because it's like, so, so this is a little tangent, but I was thinking about this on my way over. It's like a lot of people in the business space don't have like an abundant mindset. Mm -hmm. Like th they have like this scarcity mindset where they're like, I can't give away all my secrets or I can't give away all my <laughs> tips. And here you are on social media, like, Hey, here's how you flip this car. This is what we're doing. And I think that is so cool that you're just like, I'll let everyone know. Like, yeah. that, like, I, I think that's cool. The abundant mindset that you have. And I really admire that about you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Cause it, it's hard. I mean, I, I think I've come to learn that abundant mindset because of the people I've interviewed. Cause I, that's a common denominator or a clue of success that I found with successful people is that, you know, they don't care. They are more than willing to help anyone out and give their tips because they realize like there's so many flipping opportunities out there that like they don't even have the time to pursue them. Dude, hundred percent. So much. You see the same thing. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So, okay. So let, let's back up with your story. So you, you're making these fishing videos, you stop and you start doing free content for companies. 
how did you begin to monetize it and where are you today? Because I, I want the, don't, don't hold back, bro. I want yeah. you to brag right now. He has some incredible clients and an in, incredible business. So let's yeah. hear about it. Um, so I started to monetize it once, you know, I, so I was doing, I did a lot of free work and I think, so Justin Prince, who's one of my biggest clients and one of my mentors, like one of the things he always tells me is always do more than you're paid for as an investment in your future. And so that's like one thing that stuck with me whenever I was building my business and stuff. I was just like, I can do work for free for a whole year, like, and, and not make a dime, but I know it'll pay off. And so I kept, I just kept that mindset and I kept working at it. And once I actually get, like gained some skills where it was like, Hey, you know, I could go, I can go make some money off of this. That That's kind of whenever I started chasing other clients and I built up this portfolio with, you know, three clients that I had and it was an entire portfolio off of free work. And so I could go to other businesses or people and be like, Hey, look, these are my three clients that I have right now. Here's the work I've done for them. If you've, if you'd like, you know, something similar to this, let's work together. And mm. like, I'd break down my prices and stuff. And I think in, in the early days of my business, I definitely like shortchanged myself. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure how to price things. Like I'd, I wasn't sure what the value was in the marketplace and stuff. And so that was a big learning curve for me is like learning how to price out stuff and like not being afraid to price, you know, what to what, come in high, you know? Yeah. I mean like what seemed high to me was like not high at all to these bigger paying clients. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like freak dude, 900 bucks a month. Like they're, they're going to freak out. Like, and, and they were like, yeah, sure. young, bro. It's yeah. like, who are you to come in and tell me that you charge a thousand bucks? So I guess that was probably my biggest barrier in business is like I had I hadn't really like I, I did nothing business related prior to that like I DoorDash dude in in college like I was just DoorDashing you make like seven bucks an order and and so going from like DoorDashing to telling clients hey yeah, I'll charge you 500 bucks a month 900 bucks a month I was just like this is insane money when it's like like I look back at it now and I'm like dude like it's not that crazy but uh -huh. um yeah, I mean, I I basically built up my portfolio, and over time, my work got better, my clients got better, um, I became more efficient. I kind of learned how to use different platforms, and um, my gear got better, and so I just started charging more. Um, now I work with about twenty clients full time. Um, all of them are monthly clients. I mean, you could say I have probably like 25 or 26 clients because I'll travel around the country and do content with other clients here and there kind of spotty. But yeah, I mean, I went from like three clients to now 20 clients that are paying me every month. So that's it's name, pretty cool. Name off some of the clients, the big dogs. Um, so Justin Prince, Brody Fawcett, Mitch Matthews, uh, Nate DeTracy, Tony Zalecki, John Melton. I mean, there's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like all my clients I work with are like high level clients. They so are. if I left any of them out, I'm sorry. Like there's, <laughs> there's a lot, like I can get my phone out and like, just name them all off the list. Uh -huh. But, um, uh, JC Jackson, he's an NFL player, like just kind of, kind of clients from all realms. If you'd say, dude, it's unreal. Okay. So that started with your first three clients offering free value, yeah. right? How long were you doing that for before you signed your first deal? Um, Probably like, probably like five months. 
<laughs> so good, bro. And and dude, I could have the thing is is I could have charged like those clients told me they were like, We'll pay like we'll start paying you. And I was like, No, like I wanna like I wanted to be confident in the work that I delivered before I started charging people. I think a lot of times people want to start a business and they just want to rush the process. Like they don't want to put in the sweat equity. They don't want to, you know, put in the grind. Like the best thing you can do is, is add value. And if you're not like sure about your value or you're not sure about the service you're, you're using or delivering, it's like, it, it's ultimately it's just not going to, you know, be a good service in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, dude, that's, it's incredible seeing you've done that in what, two years? Yeah. Two years. You've two, gone two from, and a half, like going on three. Okay. Yeah. So over three years, you've built up your portfolio to 20 clients. And I'm sure you have more and more people asking you to do content to where it's like, you yeah. have your pricing set now. Yeah. And it's it's pretty structured, which is sick. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool because like all this content, bro, I see all these big time people posting and I, I know it's you behind yeah. putting in the work and grinding. So it's... It's so cool. Um, so how did you get new clients? Were they m- mostly referrals or what? Yeah, dude. So it's crazy. I've, <laughs> I've never had business cards made. I don't, I've like, I built the web, so like good. whenever I first started my business, I was like, you don't know much about business. So you get wrapped up in all the little things like, Oh, I need a logo. I need my yeah. website to be good. <laughs> I never like pulled one client from having a website or anything. It's just all been referrals. So Every every client that I've had has been a referral or just me meeting someone out in public and yeah. Isn't that interesting? So I've seen the same thing. Like as I've had different people on the podcast or done business with a lot of big time p- business people, I've noticed that they're all part of the same circle, right? They're all very similar and they all have the same connections. Yeah. Dude, it's wild. And so I've seen that to where if I get connected to one of them, I'm in that circle and they send me referrals to everyone in their circle. And it, it seems like it's the same way with you to where you get in with one and all these doors just open because you provide that value. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I know kind of along those lines, Justin Prince has been a huge mentor of yours. Yeah. Um, incredible guy. And we're going to have him on the podcast soon. Um, so Let's tell the listeners how you met Justin. Yeah. Well, more who he is, how you met him, yeah. and how you guys are working together. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, first off, so Justin was like, so so the story of how Justin and I started working together is pretty funny. Um, and by the way, my business has been, like been built, like Justin's been a, a big reason why my business has, has succeeded. Like his mentorship, uh, being able to like, run around in his circles and stuff. Like, I don't think my business would be where it's at. Like one, if he didn't like give me the chance to work with him. Um, but two, if he, like he's made tons of introductions for me. And so like super grateful for that. But so I was basically dating Justin's, uh, niece for a little while. And that's how I met Justin. And I had no clue what he did. Like the first time I met him, I like looked at his Instagram. I was like, this dude's a baller. Like you could <laughs> yeah. just tell he has like the baller vibe. Like he's like, he's, he's just super intellectual and like can hold good conversations. And you, you just hear him talk and you're like, this dude is like next level. And so, so like talked to him at a couple like family gatherings and stuff. And like one day I was like, so, so I had been working with the, uh, the three clients that I started with doing free work. And so I had my portfolio built up and I, I, uh, so Isaac's son, Isaac's oldest son, Isaac, um, he was hanging out with, uh, 
he was, he was hanging out one day and I was talking to him. I was like, dude, can I get your dad's number? And he was like, sure. And so he like shared the contact with me and it wasn't even like Justin's number. It was his email. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah. It was a number. I didn't even get his number. He gave me his email. <laughs> Isaac, that and dog, <laughs> dude. And so, so I get Justin's email and I, I put a lot of thought into the email I sent him. I was like, Hey man, like I really, you know, admire everything you do. I'd love to see if I can like help you with anything or add value. Like, here's what I've done. Like, here's my portfolio. And he got it. And so at the time he had a team in place already. So he was just like, he's like, Hey man, appreciate you reaching out. Like, uh, I I've got a team in place. Like I'm good. Um, like he said it like he basically had his systems and processes in place. So he wasn't like needing another guy at the time. And so I was like, okay, like, cool. I'm going to keep doing my thing, keep building my business up over here. And then, you know, a month, a month or so went by and I was like, I'm going to just follow up with him, send him another email and see, like, see what happens. And so I followed up with him. I sent him another email. I was like, Hey bro, here's what I can do for you. Like here's areas of your social media. I think I can help with like, I've made a whole list and stuff and he actually got back to me. And so the first, the first gig I've had with Justin was crazy. So he calls me at nine o'clock one night and he's like, Hey bro, what are you doing tomorrow morning? And I was like, not much. He's like, are you available? I was like, yeah. He's like, can you hop on a flight at 9am and go with me to Florida for five days and film? And I was like, yeah, of course, dude. And like, in my mind, I'm just like, what the freak's going on? Like I've dude, I'd never traveled. Like I've, it was just like, you like get, you kind of get let down, you reach out again. And then all you want is like, just like a little, like you you just want a little bite. Like you want to just be able to show your value. And then he's like, Hey bro, I'm taking you to Florida for four days. Like you just like get it all up front and you're just like, what the freak? No way. And so we went to Florida. I filmed that event for him. And then we came back. Funny story there. I actually lost all the footage from that event. Oh, no So we way. got back, dude, and some something happened and my hard drive crashed. So I lost all the footage from that, that trip. So it's like you get this big chance and then like you're like so hyped and you do all the work and then you lose all the footage. Uh-huh. And so I had a lot of lessons like there in that like first little bit when we worked together. And like I, I just had to suck it up and go up to him and be like, dude, I don't know how to say this. Like I lost all the footage. If there's anything I can do, like I... I went to bed for like four nights in a row thinking I just blew it. Like <laughs> I blew the chance, but he was like, he was actually understanding about it. And so we just kept working together. I was doing, you know, some video stuff for him. I wasn't even running his social media or anything at the time. And eventually, you know, I've just gradually taken over everything. So all his email lists, all his social media platforms, YouTube, um, just pretty much everything. So that's kind of how, how we got introduced and, <laughs> So for all the listeners out there who don't know who Justin is, so Justin is, he would describe himself, so family man, man of God, businessman. <laughs> what, what, how would you describe Justin? I mean, I'm with him all the yeah, time. But I mean, he's it's just it's like, the same way. He is an individual that has made an impact probably on millions of people. He's just an absolute stud. He's a a public speaker, but not only is he just dominant in business, but outside of that with his family life, spirituality, just being around him, dude, there's something electric about him. And so he's been a huge mentor of my brother, Kyler, um, has helped him out a ton. And and me, since I've been back, he's helped me out as well, but just 
incredible human being. Yeah, I mean, so he's had multiple multi-million dollar businesses, and then his current billion or his current current business has done over two point four billion in sales. So billion it's just with like, the B, yeah, V, <laughs> which is crazy, dude. Like it, the level that he's playing at is ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it, it is. It is crazy. So how has being around him influenced your life? What what difference have you seen, dude? So I would say my life is completely different because of Justin. Like not only did we start working together and that's like had like the, like the cash benefit, like you're, you're bringing in more cash or meeting clients, like you're making money. Um, that, that side's been pretty cool, but like the side that I'm like most grateful for is all of the growth that I've had in two years, dude. Like I'm a completely different person than I was two years ago. And it's, it's insane. Like Justin, we've like i basically told him i was like dude i want you to just coach me up in every area like be and and he in some ways he's like a father to me like Mm -hmm. we have that relationship where he will like he'll have those hard conversations with me dude like he calls out the stuff i do and then i don't i don't take it like personal or anything i just like okay let's get better there and so i've had like not only have i got to work with him but i've had like one-on-one mentorship with him for the last three years and when you get mentorship with someone that's that high level, dude, it's like the the change that happens is insane, dude. And and even today, like I'm still learning stuff. Like we'll go out somewhere and he'll coach me up on stuff. And like it's I've grown a ton because of Justin and, and honestly because of other leaders that I've gotten to work with. But the impact that I know he's made an impact on a lot of other people, but like the impact he's made on me is it's crazy, dude. I used to be like super insecure and uh, just unpolished. Like I used to, I used to be like a chump, dude. Like <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that I'm perfect now, but I'm like leaps and bounds above yeah. where I was two years ago. Dude, that, that's incredible. And you know, it, um, it's cool seeing all the work that you guys put together and how you've grown together. But it's amazing thinking now that you've learned so much from Justin. Now you can turn around and, and share that knowledge with other people, right? You can be a mentor to other people. Yeah, 100%. Right? And yeah. that's something I never really, like, grasped whenever I was, like, younger and in college and stuff. I was, like, really, like, I, I my mind was, like, confined to, like, who I was around, who I was hanging out with. And, like, you always hear, you know, who you hang around with is who you become and you hear that all the time and you kind of just take it with a grain of salt until you actually experience it. And it's like, anytime I'm around him, I try to just be a sponge and suck it all in. And now whenever I go and talk to other people, I'm basically like, just like sharing with them all the stuff he shared with me. And it's just like, it's insane because Uh that value just passes through. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, like all the books you've read and podcasts you listen to, like, dude, you are like probably one of like the, highest level dudes our age that like (laughs) I've been around just in terms of your knowledge, like personal growth, personal development, like what you know regarding business. And so it's like, like, yeah, that ability to just like regurgitate content that you've been taught from other places. Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy. The impact you can have, and you're not even like knowing you're having the impact. You're just, (laughs) you're just having it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's really all it is. Like a lot of stuff that I don't, I talk about, I didn't make like, I didn't make it up myself. Like it's all from, you know, either Justin's content or books that I'm reading and then I just share it with others. Right. Yeah. Because there are so many people out there that, um, can use that knowledge. 
So it's like, why, why have that scarcity mindset and keep it all to myself? Because I have mentors that have openly shared everything with me. And so why not do the same thing? Right? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent, dude. So when you, cause Justin, I'd love to hear. So you just, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm going to have to. So I, I've gotten close with Isaac. He's on his mission. He reached out to me. Well, because we were both missionaries at the same time. He's yeah. still out. Um, but I've been talking with him, dude. I'm going to give him crap that he just gave you his dad's email. Yeah, dude. I it's was so like, funny. I was like, geez, Justin's <laughs> such a big deal that I can't even get his phone number. From his own son. So, okay. So I'd love to hear what you thought. Like, uh, so you're writing this email to Justin. He basically says no. Yeah. And then you send another email. Did yeah. you feel like you're kind of being annoying or pushy or how did you feel? No, I, uh, like I've heard Justin say it a couple times. He said like I was pleasantly persistent. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't like I wasn't like spamming him. Like I wasn't like, hey bro, like I need to do your work or hey bro, I I can help you. Like please let me help you. I was just like Justin's biggest thing. So the first time I sat down with Justin and talked to him, and, and this wasn't when we were working together, this was just like a normal talk on a couch, like just sitting somewhere. I was talking to him about, I wanted to make a fishing backpack. This is when I had like no idea about business. And he was just like, well, what value can you add? And he's like, if you're going to start any business, you have to find a problem to solve or a way you can add value. And so in my mind, whenever I was writing him emails and stuff, I was just like, I know I can add value. And I, I even told him like, I'll work for free, dude. Like I will, I, I wasn't trying to make money off of him. I was just like, dude, I will work for free. I just want to be around you and like develop my skills and learn from you. And so I think like Ju- Justin, dude, he's, he's open to talking to anyone. Like I bet like whoever's listening to this, if you message Justin, you'd probably get a message back from him on Instagram. Like yeah. he's that type of guy. Um, but I think that he, he kind of saw, he, so one of the things he always tells me is you can't teach hustle, you can't teach hunger and you can't teach heart. And so I think he could tell through my emails that like I was hungry to learn like I had the hustle, like I'd do all the work for free. And then like, I just like had the heart to make it happen. Like I had the heart to send him another email. And so I think, you know, just being pleasantly persistent helped me out there. I wasn't spamming him, uh-huh. but I was following up with him. I think that's a, that's, a, that's a super big lesson for business owners. I think is like the fortune is in the follow up. Like you, you don't want to bug people, but you want to make sure you follow up. You know, you want to make sure you're on the same page with, with people. Like whenever times get tough, you want to over communicate, you want to communicate with people. But I think, I think following up is probably one of the biggest mistakes people make is they, like, they don't follow up. Uh, I've, I've done it. Like uh, now I'm intentional about following up with the clients. I don't see it as bugging. I'm just following up with them, you know, because, you know, I could have maybe hit someone up three months ago and the life timing wasn't right or their business timing wasn't right. And you follow up with them three months later and they're like, dude, I was thinking of you. I needed your service. Like, I think the follow up is, is super important. Uh huh. Totally. Cause it's so easy to like send all these messages and try and get clients and you get some messages back, but then you never, I, I fall into that all the time with bin blasters. Yeah. I mean, I've been messaging a bunch of property managers and, um, vacation rentals and they're like, yeah, like send me your pricing. Uh, and so I send it to them and then I, get into the habit of not even following up because I get so excited reaching out to the next one. Right. And so did that. I love that phrase. Fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. That's, that's something I took from Justin. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, it, it's what literally what it's all about. I think that's the lesson of today's podcast is that 
you literally become who you surround yourself with all day, man. Like it's wild. That was a huge lesson I learned from my mission because as a missionary, you live with, um, another person, you're with him 24 seven teaching and you're with each other all the time. You literally don't leave each other's sight except to go to the bathroom, of course. And so I realized, I was talking to my buddy about this the other day. I realized that slowly over time, I would literally become my companion. I'd eat like he would. I would talk the way he did, use the same words. So I realized, okay, when I get off my mission, I got to be careful of who I surround myself with because I'm going to become exactly like that person. Dude, it is crazy. (laughs) Like people don't realize it, dude. It is crazy how much your environment like changes who Mm -hmm. you are and like the things you listen to, the things you read, like the things you look at. Like, I don't know how you are like with affirmations and stuff. Yes, but, like, huge, dude, huge. Like, I like, dude, I have. Walk me through it. Let's hear like, it. Like on my, on both of my phones. So, so like this phone, I have the calculation for what it takes to make a million dollars a year. And this one is for $2 million a year. So I see this every day and I'm like familiar with that number. Like so sick. I want to do a million dollars. I just want my business to do a million dollars in a year. And so it's $83,333 and 33 cents. It's like. I see that all the time. Like I just try to become familiar with it. I think that if you can put what you want around you, you can totally get it, dude. And uh-huh. it's like, I love cars and watches and stuff. And so like all growing up, like, dude, I loved cars. Like I came from like a, I can't, so my, I, I grew up and you know, with a single mother, she was, I have two sisters. And so growing up, we didn't have a whole lot, dude. Like my mom is a teacher, you know, there's not, not a whole lot to go around, but I would always see these like cool cars out and about. And I would just like, I fell in love with cars at a young age, dude. And uh-huh. I, I think like when you don't have much and you just see cars, you're just like, what dude, it's like how are, these, how are these people driving these cars and stuff? And so eventually I was just like, okay, if I want to get this stuff, I've got to surround myself with the people that already have it. Mm. And so that was like my, that's probably like my biggest hack that I've ever, like my biggest life hack is just like putting myself around people that I want to be like. Uh-huh. And I, I think for anyone out there listening, it's like, if you want to be like, you know, if you want to be like Caden, you got to go put yourself around people like him. It's just like, dude, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's that simple. Right. And that, that is the whole reason why we do the podcast, because just like the conversation we're having right now, it's so electric and it's so energizing to be surrounded by other people that have the same goals and mindset. Right. And so actually we're putting together an event for um, other people that are interested in business and self-development and having conversations like we are, getting them all in the same room together. So it's called the Winner's Circle. It's by by the podcast, Psychology of Success. And we're going to do it in July. And for the listeners, you guys will hear more about this. But it's going to be big because just like Ty and I are talking about this whole episode, you become who you surround yourself with and what you do with them. You slowly become better and better. And, you know, people pay a lot, a lot of money to go to big events like that. And I've seen that for the, the younger generation, like um, teenagers and people in our 20s, like you and I, there's not a whole lot that's affordable. Yeah. Um, it, it, a lot of it's super expensive. Yeah. And so for all the listeners, stay tuned because we're going to literally create an event to where you can meet other young hustlers as well. It's going to be super dope. Yeah. I would say the, the relationships you can make at events are like, they're invaluable, dude. Like you can't put a price tag on them. So it's like, 
I would definitely not miss this event, dude, because <laughs> there's going to be like some young hustlers there, dude, and the relationships you can make and the conversations you can have, like mm -hmm. you can have those breakthroughs and they'll just take you to a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, just some dogs. Yeah, dude. Dude, because I saw the same thing. You were at Brody Fawcett's uh, event, the um, goal setting retreat, and so it was expensive, dude. And so I, I was like, okay, I want to go. And it is paid off tenfold. Yeah. Not necessarily because of the content I learned, but the relationships and the connections. Sure. Like it opened up so many avenues. So actually a lot of the people I've interviewed on the podcast came from that event. And now I'm doing business with them or we're working on deals. Like it's it is wild. Yeah. So it's insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. So so I want to hear more because I know you're passionate about cars, bro. So yeah. I want to hear how you got into that because i know you've kind of bought and sold a little bit yeah and had but tell us more about your cars and what you're doing with that um i mean dude that's like i guess the reason i want to make money and i you know i i work so hard is so i can have cool cars that's cool. like that's car, cool cars are like i like eat sleep breathe cars dude like i unwind at night like with some car videos on youtube like <laughs> That's how you sharpen your axe right there, dude. <laughs> dude, that is me sharpening my axe. That's my rec rest and relaxation right there. But yeah. um, I basically, like I said before, like I'd see people cruising around in cool cars and I was like, I want that. Or I had like, I had some friends in high school that had really cool cars. Like, and at the time they were really cool, like a V6 Mustang or like, yeah, you know, like, Subaru WRX. And you're just like, this is the craziest <laughs> car I've it, ever man. seen, dude. Like if you can just have this, then you're golden. Uh -huh. And so... When I was in college, like I didn't, I just played baseball. I didn't have a job or anything, so like I couldn't afford cars or anything. I was, I just always look at them. Like I, I still loved them, but I was just like, yeah, I'll be able to buy a car someday. And once I started, you know, making some money through my business and stuff, like I, I don't know, it's it's kind of bad. So you had Nick Alfano on your podcast, yeah, I did. And Nick's a big car guy. Like yeah. I was, I was literally DMing him yesterday. I was like, dude, you need to start a mastermind for car dudes, and they need to like it'd be like a car dude rehab because once you start buying cars, it's like, it's like a drug. It is. It totally is. Um, but I love the, I, I just love driving cars. I love the way they look. I love being in all different types of cars. Like I'm not like, dude, I can go look at a, a Camry at a car lot and just like, I'd find something I love it. Just like just being on the inside of them. Uh -huh. Um, I probably like my favorite car brand is Porsche. I, and, and I've, I've owned a Porsche and, I will always own a Porsche. They they are just the best driving cars. But yeah, what are you driving know. right now? Uh, so I have a built out Gladiator right now. So yeah. sick, dude. And then I've got a Porsche on the way. Out of be here. And you're like, talking about the new Tacoma that came August. out, you're dude. Trying to is, get that, dude. That is a sweet ride. Uh, I think it's got a 2.5 liter uh, turbo uh, V6 in it. I could be wrong. They just released it yesterday, but that uh -huh. thing is sweet, dude. It is a cool looking truck. Huh. Yeah, dude, I've had, what, like four or five Tacomas. Absolutely love them, dude. dude. you and Kyler are the king so of cars, sick. bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, Kyler has gotten into it. So so for the listeners that don't know, like all through high school and even before, like Kyler and I would flip cars, and we slowly got nicer and nicer cars because we built up our capital. And then I left on my mission. The nicest car I had was a 2019 Tacoma. So sick, dude. Uh, and then flipped it right before I left. But Kyler, man, since I've been gone, he's been flipping all these Dude, crazy yeah. cars. Me and Kyler have some fun talking about yeah. cars. I think, yeah, I mean, like cars have like done so much for you guys. And 
cars have like played such a big role in, mm-hmm. in just like you guys learning business and like it's huge. It, it's crazy. Cause there's so many similarities. Like, so for me, like I'm not very knowledgeable with like super high end cars, like Kyler. I'm more just kind of doing it on the side now to where I just flip Tacomas or Camrys, but it's cool. Cause I've learned the concept of buying low and selling high, right? Making money with cars is all about your buy. And yeah. so I've taken that that mindset, and now I'm turning it to real estate, and it's yeah. the same model, dude. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I gotta find the right deal. Okay, I gotta get financing for this deal. Okay, how can we get it to cash flow? Yeah. Okay, I don't, I can't afford it, so let's go get a partner that can finance it, aka the bank, to go get a car loan. Like it's so similar, and if the numbers work out, dude, you can make money. It's, oh yeah, it's just for bigger sure, scale dude. With real yeah. estate. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy when you think about it. That's like really all business. It's just yes. like the same principles apply and I think it's crazy. So for one, I think it's insane that you guys are so young flipping cars, dude. Like <laughs> we were 14. He Kyler was 12. I was 14. I think when we did our first one, we would pay kids that were 16 to drive us around to get the cars fixed. Cause we couldn't, yeah, dude, like that is incredible, bro. <laughs> it's fun. Like I, so I think like I didn't start in my entrepreneurial journey till I was 21 okay. or 20. I started when I was 20 and I think about you guys being 14, bro. And I'm just like, what in the freak was going through these kids' minds? Dude, it's all my dad, bro. He got us right. Dude, that like, that is, it is sweet. I've, another thing I've noticed living in Utah is like, there's so many young kids that are just like entrepreneurial minded. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like no other place, dude. Everyone, like everyone's an entrepreneur here and, and like there's kids crushing it here that are like 17, 18 years old, just mm-hmm. absolutely destroying. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Cause you're, you're coming from a different perspective. Where did you grow up? So Where I grew up from? in Southern New Mexico, Roswell, New Mexico. And they're not like, I know one entrepreneur in the whole, in the whole town <laughs> and he's like no someone way. I modeled. Yeah. Dude, I feel like here, I feel like maybe it's just because of who I'm around, but I feel like at least half of everyone I know is some kind of entrepreneur. Yeah. Say George. I, I think that 50%. goes back to like the circles you run in though. Right. Yeah. I mean like you're just running in circles with a bunch of entrepreneurs. Like that's, that's the normal for you. Yeah. Like since you were like 14, like you just track those people. You're, I, I truly do think like you attract like-minded people. And so it's just yeah. like, you guys were cranking when you were 14. <laughs> you're just like, you've been attracting people f- way before you even knew it. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, it is so much fun. Dude. It is my passion. I absolutely love it because it makes it absolutely limitless, right? With entrepreneurship, you have the ability to create and cultivate your dream life one day at a time, dude. It's so cool. And I know you're huge on that tide of where you're slowly cultivating that. So w- what is your vision for your life? And you know, how are you, what are you doing every single day to create that vision? Yeah. So it's easy to get like caught up in like, I want all the watches. I want all the cars. Like you want all this oh, stuff. Course, like you I, gotta think, have it. Some I of think it. everyone like falls into that. And, and like for my life, that is a big part of it. Um, but something I'm doing every day to like cultivate and craft this, like, I guess my life, you can call it is I've, I've been really intentionally modeling mentors. So like I, like my, my life, my life won't be the exact same as Justin's. Like there's just so many different variables and stuff, but I like to think that I model Justin and I model some of these mentors I have because I want to be just like them. And so it's like, like things I do every day, like ask questions, dude. Like I, I ask Justin so many different questions. I look up to him in er every area of life. Like 
his fitness, his faith, his family. And so, so for me, something I do is I just, you know, model, model the mentors and try to be my best every day. I don't uh-huh. know. So, so it goes back to that principle, dude, that you are surrounding your, yourself by those high level players and you're just slowly becoming like them. Yeah. So when you're looking at a potential mentor, do you try and find someone that, okay, like 20 years from now, I want to be like them or what, what does that look like? Yeah. For you? I mean, I, I try to like, I, every, every mentor that I have that like I would say I model is like someone that I connect with on, on a certain level. So like one of my mentors, Nate DeTracy, he's big into fitness. Like, uh, he, he was a pro bodybuilder, like and that pro bodybuilder turned businessman. He's built multi-million dollar businesses and stuff. And I just think it's, I think it's so cool that you can have mentors from like every different walk of life, like different faiths, different backgrounds, different industries. And so what I've done is I've, I've kind of identified everything that I want. And I have like a mentor in all these like little key areas. Mm. Like I've got a mentor that has really cool cars and watches like, and I can talk to him about that stuff. And then I've also got a mentor that's like dialed in his fitness and dialed in his faith and is dialed in his family life. And so I've tried to kind of pick mentors for every single area of your life because like Justin knows a ton about like investing and he knows about real estate investing, but he probably wouldn't be the ideal mentor for like real estate investing. That's like a Brody Fawcett that you would have. And so you can pick these mentors and in every single area of your life, it's like Justin's a fit dude, but Nate knows way more about fitness than Justin does. So Nate is like a mentor in my fitness area. And so I think it's super important for anyone out there. It's like, don't think you just have to have one mentor. Like the, the greatest entrepreneurs out there have mentors in every single area of their life, fitness, Mm -hmm. you know, they have a a finance mentor, like every single area. Mm. Yeah. Dude, that, that, that's an incredible principle that I want to highlight some more. The, the power of, I I call it a board of mentors, right? I'm, I'm creating something similar right now because I, I have a ton of mentors, but I don't have it structured very well. So for you, you mentioned you have one in each different area. Do you just like randomly message them or do you have it scheduled to where you go to lunch with them once a quarter? What does that look like? Um, so a lot of my mentors I've actually, so this, this is where it comes. Like, I love what I do because of this. A lot of the mentors I have are also clients of mine. And so it's like, I'm talking to them on a monthly basis and then we'll just have, you know, phone calls and that'll turn into like a, a mentor connection type call. Uh, and then on top of that, it's like what I've, what I've learned is every high level, like every high level businessman, businesswoman, they just want to serve, dude. It's like, once you get to this peak level, like once, once the finances don't matter and they'll always matter to some extent, but like once you get to that level where it's like, I've made a ton of cash, like now I want to go serve. It's like all those high level people, like they want to serve young kids. They yes. want to like, they just want to add value. They want to help people out. And maybe not all of them, but like what I've noticed is pretty much every single person that I've talked to that's had financial success in my opinion, just wants to add value and help other people. And so whether I'm like working with them, like like if I'm working with someone that I really admire, I'll be like, I'll just ask them questions. I mean, you don't have to say, Hey, will you be my mentor? Like someone can be a mentor of yours. Like you can mentor for someone from afar. You don't even have to know them. It's like, Mm -hmm. like I'd consider like Ed Milet a mentor of mine. I've listened to so much of his content 
And even though I don't know him personally, like you can still say, Hey, that like he mentored me through a lot of my life. He, he instilled these principles in me and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I think finding mentors comes in so many different ways in, uh, in life. Uh huh. Totally. And it doesn't have to be so structured. That's what I love that what you're talking about to where it's just normal and natural. Yeah. Right. You're providing the value. You're helping them out. And in return, they want to help you out. Yeah. And even, even then, I mean, like you're, you're saying these people are more than willing. It's kind of scary reaching out and asking them, but if you, like, I'm telling you for all the listeners, just try it and it, it works. They are more than willing to help 90% of the time. So for me, when I'm, this is an idea for the listeners as well. Once again, this is me just sharing what I learned. This is not from me. This is from Lewis Howes. And I heard it from Mitch Matthews as well. Um, basically, it's called a, a board of mentors. So what you do, you you pick out eight areas of your life, somewhere around there, faith, fitness, business, relationships, all of it. And you pick one person that you admire in that category that you look up to a ton and want to be like That's so in good. 20 years. So you, you're intentional. So you have each different area. You pick one mentor. And what you do, you... Um, reach out to them, whether if you don't know them, it's kind of harder. You just can DM them. I found a lot of success doing that. Um, but basically you reach out and say, Hey, like, Hey, like you're someone I really look up to. Like I admire, um, your content. It's already helped me a ton in my business. Here's what I'm doing and what I have going. You're someone that I want to be like, and I'm creating a board of mentors and I would love to invite you to be a part of it. Um, I'm, I'm handpicking v- a select few and you're someone that I admire a ton. And basically what it is, you do it to where it's like super hands off and there's like no commitment. You basically say, Hey, like once a quarter, all that I'd love is just to hop on a call with you, a 10 minute call. But here's what I'll do. You'll give me advice. And then next quarter, I'll tell you exactly how I capitalize on that advice and how I put it into action and the success that I saw. Cause if you're willing to put in the work, like people are willing to help. Oh dude, a hundred percent. Right. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So you come back the next quarter, you say, look, you told me to do this, this, and this, and I did it. Right. And so that, that, that helps. And so, um, you, you basically repeat that process. And if you can get like eight people and you get a call or a lunch appointment once a quarter, you can get it to where almost every week you're meeting with a high level individual. Yeah. Right. And, and who knows what that high level, like who that high, high level individual will lead to. Yes. Like you will probably meet people through that oh, high level individual. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's unreal. It is the biggest hack to life. In my opinion, relationships and networking. Yeah, dude. So question for you, like, so you reach out to these people and like, I know the feeling of like being scared yes. and I'm sure there's some, some kids out there that there that are like, I don't know, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to ask. And, and you kind of like ran, ran through it, but what happens whenever you meet like someone that you want to be mentored by in person? Like how, how do you approach them that way? So usually like for me, I don't do it like off the first bat, like, cause a lot of different people I'll have on the podcast and I look up to a ton. Uh, and in the moment, like we're just connecting and I'll let some time pass, but then I'll reach out later on and say, Hey, like for real, like I loved our podcast episode. You're someone that I really look up to. Um, in all areas of my life. And so usually it's a call or I'll go to lunch yeah. with them. Um, I'm in that process right now, but in the past, it, it's just been exactly that. Like you meet them in person, you don't ask right away. Yeah. Um, you, you got to somewhat know them or get an introduction from someone that you do know. That's another hack. Like if you want to get, you can go to someone's Instagram, say you look up to them and you, you look at the, the mutual friends that you have 
and that's an easy in. So yeah. like for a lot of interviews I've done or different mentors I've reached out to, I say, Hey, my name's Caden Terry. Like I, I run this podcast where I interview successful people like yourself. And then I look at their mutual friends and see, Oh, they interviewed or they're friends with Mitch Matthews and, and Justin Prince. And so I'll say, Hey, like, uh, I interviewed like some high level people like Mitch Matthews and Justin Prince. Uh, you're someone that I look up to. Would you like to be on the show? And having that common ground is a great starting point. So that's a little yeah. hack as well. Yeah. Look at the mutual connections and then yeah. even have them connect you with that person is another way to do it. Dude, you're a genius in this <laughs> regard, bro. <laughs> dude, I, I've done it for what? Four or five years. Yeah, dude. Like, so I, I've failed a lot. Like I reached out to people that don't even respond, but I'm like, so what? There's, there's plenty of that abundance mentality, man. You just keep it going. Yeah, dude. That, that's so good, dude. Yeah. That's. Cause it's it, incredible. Because it, it's hard in person, right? Building that rapport like the first time. But if you show them that you're a hustler, you're grinding, that you can provide value. Like for me, dude, I'll just clean your garbage cans for free if yeah. you'll meet with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think it's such Whatever. a good lesson. It's like, dude, patience is so overlooked now. Like every, like we live in this, you know, fast lifestyle. Like yes. we have everything at our fingertips. Like we, we want to make money right away when we start a business. We want to have the best mentors out there. We want to drive the coolest cars when it's like, like, no, like have some patience. Even I have to remind myself, I'm like, dude, chill out. Like have a little bit of patience. Patience uh-huh. wins, dude. It's like patience, patience is, is key. Like to just cultivating, creating a, an amazing life. Uh huh. We're also used to that instant gratification, right? Yeah. And dude, that, that's something you have dialed in as well with your health. Cause I, I see you at fitness culture, bro. You're grinding with other high level individuals as well. That Who yeah. were you lifting with? You'd made the video with uh, Tyson Mendez. Dude's shredded, bro. Dude, he is jacked. And so yeah. you surround yourself by him. That's who you're going to become like, right? Yeah, dude. And it's, it, it's funny. I want to highlight this dude. Ty is a, well, it seems like a nutrition geek because he, <laughs> if you go to his social <laughs> media, he posted this. No, you learned this from a mentor, bro. Yeah, this, no, this, this is, is what is we're perfect. talking about. Yeah, this is perfect. He's flipping. So, so funny. Ty shows up to the studio like, what, 40 minutes ago. He's like, hold on, guys. I got to take my egg whites. He cracks open this can of egg whites from Costco and drinks the son of a gun, bro. He's just is chugging it. But did I share with the listener? This is actually a fitness hack. Share with them what it is. In fact, here it is. We, oh, we have we it. On go. Set, here we bro. go. So you guys can see it. We'll show the we got camera. Some egg whites. Egg whites. So give us the nutrition. Okay, facts dude. And why so, are you flipping drink these dude, egg so, whites? Okay, so first off, these are pasteurized egg whites. So like you, so you're not supposed to like crack an egg in a glass and drink. Rocky it. Like, style. No. 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 You'll get you're, you'll get salmonella. I like guess there's a bunch of bad things that can happen if you do that. But these are pasteurized, so these like egg whites, every all the bad stuff is taken out, so you can drink this stuff like it's water. Um, nutrition facts on them. So in one of these, uh, let's see, there's 10 servings in one container. It's 25 calories, so 25 calories a serving. So you get 250 calories from one container. But like where the where the power is at is you have 50 grams of protein in that, dude. That's like the ultimate shake, and it's like it's all it's egg whites, dude. It's not. A, pres- a protein shake with preservatives or anything in it. It's just like straight from the chicken, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, but that's yeah. going to save me so much time in the morning. Dude, 50 grams of protein, I can drink this and I'm done. Dude, like, it. It's so, so some people will mix like the like fruity like mixtures with it and it'll taste like a fruity, like <laughs> a little fruity drink. No like, way. Yeah, because these, don't, these don't taste like anything. They have like a creamy consistency, but even with protein shakes, dude, Imagine you dump this in your protein shake with a scoop of protein powder. You're at like 75 grams of protein. It's like, 
And Nate taught me this, dude. Nate was like, dude, if you're struggling, like working, like it's hard to keep your nutrition dialed whenever you're working, you mm-hmm. know, nine, 10 hours a day. And like, you're on the go, like, like this morning, I've, I've been like four places, four or five places already this morning. So it's like hard to cook a meal or, you know, stop and get food. It's like, dude, you can just throw one of these in the car and drink it. It's Dude, it's easy, you, dude. you got you. I think you've got me sold on the idea, man. I'm just scared of drinking that crap. But if it doesn't taste like anything, dude, heck. just think about milk whenever you drink it, because it's got the same consistency as milk, and it has like the pasteurized taste that milk does. That's Yo, okay, like, we 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 got to do a challenge. I've never done this with the podcast, but we're doing the the Ty Jordan challenge. Hashtag <laughs> Ty Jordan challenge. You're gonna drink from Costco a little pack of cage-free egg whites, and you're gonna tag Ty. What's your handle? Uh, Ty J Jordan at Ty J Jordan. You're going to tag him in the podcast. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Ty Jordan challenge. That's so funny. That's but hilarious. the nutrition's there. It's yeah. there. And it's yeah, a hack. for sure. Saves time. Dude. I love it. And once again, you learn that from a mentor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude. Okay. There's the greatest secret. I think we can end there, man. So before we end with these last two questions, uh, we got your Instagram handle. But how can my listeners support and serve you? Dude, I mean, I love connecting with young people. So, you know, you guys supporting me would be, if you ever have any questions, just hit me up on Instagram, message me. Like, I love adding value to people. I think I think when you add value to people with nothing, like with, without expecting anything, you actually have a lot come to you. And and so, I mean, that's what, that's what you do with this podcast. It's like, like, yeah, you have sponsors and stuff, but you're basically just putting out free value. You're not asking for anything. Like if they want to listen, they can listen, but it's like mm-hmm. by you putting out all this value, dude, you're going to get so much in return. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I would say hit me up on Instagram. I'm down to DM you guys about whatever cars, egg whites, like <laughs> business, like you just, just let me know. Yeah, for sure. And if you guys need content, if you're a business owner or anything for real, hit up Ty. He does incredible work. You'll see on his social media. He's made some videos with my brother, Kyler. We'll be making some videos in the near future for sure. I need to talk to you about that. Heck yeah, dude. Um, But for real, hit him up. So it's at Ty. So it's T-Y-J-J-O-R-D-A-N. Okay, there we go. Hit him up. Okay, so last two questions, Ty. I want you to envision that uh, you can prescribe anything to the entire world and they have to do it for 30 days. What do you tell them to do besides drinking egg whites? (laughs) dude so this is this is really simple and it, it could be cliche but something that i try to do every day and whenever i do this i have amazing days like it doesn't matter what's going on wake up early and go outside and watch the sunrise like take a deep breath in and have some gratitude it is like the most refreshing thing it like it gives you this like clear state of mind and it's honestly like my favorite time to like practice gratitude it's like you just woke up another day. You get to see the sunrise. Like this is something crazy I think about, and I don't know if other people think about it, but it's like that sun that you're watching rise is the same sun that your ancestors from like thousands of years ago, like they looked at. And it's like, you have this gift of life today and you never know when it's going to be your last sunrise. And so it's like for 30 days, I'd be like, wake up early and watch the sunrise and have a little bit of gratitude, maybe journal a little bit, but Mm. Super simple, but I, 
I think it could change someone's life if they did that for 30 days. Mm. That's a powerful word you just said. I get to. I get to wake up. I get to look at the sun, right? Yeah. Life is such a gift, and that's that's something I live by as well, um, a phrase called memento mori, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. It's Latin for remember death. And it sounds gory, but in reality, it's a reminder that, hey, like today could be it. Yeah. Like, you don't have time to screw around and to go out and mess around like you have got to give your greatest gifts and greatest service to the world. Not tomorrow, not someday, but today. Yeah, life is fleeting. This is this is it, man. It's, it's game time right now. Today is a literal gift from God, right? And I Dude. love that you take the time to just look at the sunrise and practice gratitude because that's what keeps you grounded, right? Yeah, 100%. Dude, amazing. Absolutely love it. Okay, last question. So I want you to imagine that you're on your deathbed, Ty, and everything... You've accomplished everything you want in your life, right? You've created a ton of success. You have all these clients with your business, um, and you're just, you absolutely crushed it. You're fulfilled. And you're laying on your deathbed, uh, and you're about to die. But once you die, everything that you've accomplished or created, this podcast you've been on or the book, hopefully you'll write one day, is wiped from the earth. Everything is forgotten about you. Besides two things, these two things are called the two truths. They're things that you know to be true uh, because you've lived them and experienced them. What would those two truths be for you that you would leave behind for the, the world? Yeah. So my first one would be always be yourself. Like there's, there's so many times where we get caught up trying to be someone we aren't. And even in my life, you know, I, there were so many times where I like felt lost. I didn't know like who to mentor or who to model, like what mentors to look up to. Um, I, I would just say, be who you are. Don't, don't be afraid to be who you are. And then the second thing is like, don't, don't be afraid to go out and do things. Like a lot of the times we worry about the rejection or we worry about someone saying like, Oh, that dude's weird or he looks weird or why is he doing that? No one's going to remember it. It kind of ties back into this. It's mm-hmm. like, so you might as well go do it. And so, I, I know that's true. It's like the time we have is short and the things we do will be forgotten. And so it's like, why not go do the things you want to do? Like pursue it with all you got, you know, lay your heart out there and just live the life you want to live for you because at the end of the day, you are going to die and people aren't going to remember any, any of the stuff you did. But if you lived a good life and you're fulfilled by it, that's all that matters. Mm. Dude, today's the day. Let's get to work. I appreciate your time, Ty. It has been incredible. And I I hope you guys found a lot of value in this. If you did, give Ty a follow. Leave us a review below. But this is Caden Terry, and this has been The Psychology of Success. This has been The Psychology of Success. I invite you to pick one golden nugget that you'd like to apply in your life. Share this episode with a friend on social media and tag me at 11kato. Subscribe and leave us a review. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode because I love hearing from you guys and what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram with your questions about business or anything we've talked about. Now it's time to get to work. Here's to actualizing our infinite potential one day at a time. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.